to glory land. It won't be long until I take the hand of Jesus Christ with a great big smile. We sit right down and talk a while. Charles Watson was born again on May 23, 1975, at the California Men's Colony. His transformation can best be described as amazing grace. Here's one of his messages from his early years of ministry. Welcome out tonight to a class on righteousness brings answered prayer. For the first scripture, I'd like to ask that you turn to James chapter 5. The book of James, chapter 5, I'd like for everyone to turn to it. Verse number 16, righteousness brings answered prayer. We went into a class recently called, You Are, you are the Righteousness of God in Christ. We did a whole class on that. Now, if you turn to James, chapter 5, verse 16, you see that God answers the prayer of a righteous man. And in James... Chapter 5, verse number 16, it says, Confess your faults one to another, pray one for another, that you may be healed. We need to pray one for another that you may be healed. Now, in order for this healing to take place, it says the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The prayers of a righteous man avails much. Amen? Now, you are righteous in the Spirit because you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Now, you're developing a righteous mind, correct? And your actions are becoming righteous. But because you're a righteous son of God spiritually in Christ now, and because you have become a partaker of his righteousness, you are that righteous man. And the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Now turn with me over also to 1 Peter 3. Just flip a page to the next book there, the Bible. 1 Peter 3, verse number 12. It says, For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. 1 Peter 3, Verse 12, for the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. Read that with me. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. So we read two verses here in James chapter 5 verse 16 that says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Amen? And it also says here in 1 Peter 3.12 or 2.12, uh, 3.12, excuse me, it says for the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, that righteous man, and his ears are what? Open unto their prayers. Unto their prayers. So we know that the ears of the Lord are open to the prayers of the righteous man. Amen? Amen. Praise the living God. So we can put our faith right there and say what? The ears of the Lord are open to the prayer of the righteous man. Amen? Amen. 
Righteousness brings answered prayer. Because you have been made righteous in Christ, you can have now answered prayer. Amen? But you say, Charles, what does it say over in Isaiah? Turn with me over to Isaiah. Because I imagine if I asked you what is the most famous scripture that you have ever heard about righteousness, you would say it was over in Isaiah chapter 64, verse number 6. You would say, Charles, this says that the righteous man's prayers availeth much. This says that the Lord is looking world over and his ears are open to the prayers of the righteous man. But Charles, what about Isaiah 64, 6, which says, But we all, but we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are as filthy rags. What about that, Charles? If our righteousness are as filthy rags, how are we going to be righteous in order to have answered prayer? Amen? If our righteousness, think about that, is as filthy rags, how are we ever going to get our, air, our prayer answered? We wouldn't, would we? We wouldn't be that righteous man. The ears of the Lord wouldn't be, wouldn't be open to our cry, would he? Huh? If, we, if our righteousness were his filthy rags. So in other words, Brother James and Brother Peter is saying through the inspiration of the Holy Ghost that there is a possibility that man become righteous and when man becomes righteous, his prayers are answered. Isn't that what he's saying? That's exactly what took place. When Jesus came to earth, he gave us his righteousness. We took on the righteousness of Jesus Christ and we are now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And as we stand the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, we no longer have those filthy rags anymore. Now we have the righteousness of Christ. Amen? We once were unclean and walking in a, in a sin nature of Adam. But now since Christ has come, he has wiped away that sin nature, amen? And he has given us the Holy Spirit. We have been born again. And it says old things, that old sinful nature has passed away. And now we are a new creation in Christ Jesus, amen? And we have taken on the righteousness of God in Christ. Now, if I had a few scriptures to share with you, on proving that we are the righteousness of God in Christ. The first one would be in Isaiah, turning back to chapter 45, verse number, verse number 8. 45, 8 of Isaiah would be the first scripture that I would show you. All through the book of Isaiah, he prophesies that righteousness is coming. These people in the Old Testament, 750 years before Christ, they did not have Jesus. They did not have his righteousness. They could only be righteous under the law by keeping the law. And they did not and were not able to keep the law. And Isaiah was prophesying to them saying, change your ways. Your righteousness is filthy rags. You have all gone astray. Amen. But at the same time, Isaiah prophesies through the power and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that righteousness is on its way. That righteousness is on its way. And in Isaiah 45 verse 8, 
It says, drop down ye heavens from above and let the skies pour down righteousness. Righteousness comes from God. Righteousness comes from the heavens. Righteousness comes from the kingdom of heaven. Amen? The kingdom of heaven is not in food nor drink, but in what? Righteousness and peace and joy and the Holy Ghost. Righteousness comes from God. It says, drop down ye heavens from above and let the skies pour down righteousness. Let the earth open up and let them bring forth salvation and let righteousness spring up together. I, the Lord, have created it. The Lord created righteousness. Did you know you can only create what you are? Amen. The Lord was righteous, and therefore he brought forth after his own kind righteousness. Amen? He poured down righteousness from, from the heavens. He poured down righteousness, it says here. And righteousness came into the earth. The earth opened up. He poured down Jesus, didn't he? Amen? He poured down Jesus into the earth. You say, what is that the earth opened up? Well, we could say we opened up our heart and we received Jesus, amen, as our salvation, as the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Or we could also say, well, the earth opened up when Jesus went down into to, to hell and he came up out of there with us, right? Amen? You can look at the scriptures in several different ways because Jesus had to go to his death, amen, and defeat sin before righteousness could spring up. See the scripture here again? It says, pour down righteousness, the earth opens, let them bring forth salvation, and let righteousness spring up. Amen? Jesus was planted in the earth. He was that grain of corn. Amen? That was planted into the earth. And unless it died, it abided alone. Amen? But the scriptures say, when it died, it sprung up and brought forth much fruit. Amen? Did you know where the fruits of righteousness we're the fruits of righteousness. We're the fruit of Jesus Christ. He is the vine. He is the, he is the vine, and we are the branches bringing forth fruit. Amen? And those fruit is righteousness. This is a heavy scripture here. He created righteousness. He made us into a new creation. Amen? See, we didn't have a relationship with God. God was righteous, and here man was in a sinful, dead position. And he sent forth Jesus to do away and to blot out and to wipe out that sin, amen, to defeat the works of the devil down in hell and to come up out of that grave and lift us up into a new life, amen. He blotted out those sins, he resurrected, and he gave us resurrected life. He brought forth salvation. Salvation sprung up in our life, and we became a new creation, amen. Now, look over with me again to Isaiah 53.10. Isaiah 53.10 would be the second scripture I would read to you or show you in the Bible that would prove to you that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Now, see, it's very important that you be the righteousness of God in Christ so that you can get your prayers answered. Do I get an amen on that? Because the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Now, see, it's because we became righteousness because Jesus came to earth as the righteousness and went down into the grave and sprung up and brought salvation that got us back into right relationship with God, the Father. If you're not in good relationship with your earthly father and you ask him for $1,000, he'd probably tell you to get lost, wouldn't he? 
But if you're in good relationship with him and he had it, he would say, hey, son, you've been a good son. I want you to go off to college now. I'm going to give you $1,000. He would give it to you, amen, because you got a good relationship with him, amen? Well, you have to have a good relationship with God in order to get something from God. And in order to get answered prayer, you've got to be a son of God. Amen? You've got to be his son. You've got to be his righteousness. That's why the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Because you're full of goodness and you're full of God. Amen? And you ask and you receive. Now, in this scripture here, it tells us exactly how we became righteous. In Isaiah 53, it tells us about that lamb that was led into slaughter, the lamb that was smitten for our sins, the lamb that was smitten and afflicted and stricken with our, with our uh, uh, sin nature, and the one that took on our diseases. But it also tells us about the one that satisfied God here in verse number uh, uh, 10. Uh, 10 and 11 actually are the scriptures that I would like to turn you on to, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He bruised Jesus, right? He hath put him to grief. That's Jesus for our grief. See, Jesus didn't need any, any grease uh, uh, himself. He took our grief, see. It says, when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. See, his seed was planted into the earth. Amen? It says, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul. In other words, God saw the travail of Jesus' soul down in, the, down in the grave. Amen? And then it says, and he shall be satisfied. God was satisfied with what Jesus did for you. He was satisfied with that offering to do away with sin. Amen? And he became satisfied. And by his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many. See, by his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many. That's saying, by my knowledge shall the righteous servant, Jesus Christ, make righteous many. See, Jesus, the righteous servant, came and gave us his righteousness. Man tried all the way up through the Old Testament to be righteous, and he never made it, did he? See, man couldn't get righteous by getting righteous down here himself and then being righteous to God. God had to bring righteousness down to man through Jesus Christ, amen, and defeat sin and then say, here, mankind, here's your righteousness. It's in Jesus. Receive him now and you'll become righteous. Your sins are blotted out and you can have this righteousness of Jesus. It says, by his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify. That word justify means make righteous, make righteous many, for he shall bear their iniquities. He bore our iniquities, he bore our sin nature, he bore our sicknesses, he bore our diseases, and he took on our grease, he took on our pains, amen? And he gave us righteousness, he gave us a new nature. He made us a son of God. He made us a child of God. Amen? Now, the third scripture I would turn you on to would be Romans chapter 5, verse 17. If I were to prove to you or try to prove to you that you are the righteousness of God in Christ, I would turn you on to Romans 5, 17. Romans 5, 17 is in the New Testament. Romans 5, verse 17. This says, for by one man's offense or sin, don't let that word offense throw you, but by one man's offense against God, in other words, his sin against God, death reigned by one. Who was that one? 
Adam. Death reigned all the way up through time by Adam, but much more they which receive the abundance of grace. What is the grace of God? Yeah, his, his, his sacrifice upon the cross of Calvary, the death, burial, and resurrection. He came and lifted you up out of darkness, out of sin, and, and gave you eternal life. And of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Let's read the last part of that. Much more, they. Who is they? That's us. They what? They, they which receive. Who has received Jesus here tonight? If you receive Jesus here tonight, it says much more. If you receive this abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness, what are you receiving? You're receiving abundance of grace. Amen? And because you have received the abundance of grace from God, now you're receiving what? A gift. What is that gift? The gift of righteousness. You have been given a gift of righteousness. Jesus came down. He was poured down out of the heavens. And he came down. And the earth what? It received him. Amen. The earth opened up its arms and received him. Amen. And it sprung forth salvation. And it sprung forth righteousness. See God created righteousness by sending Jesus. Amen. He created righteousness. And it says, when we receive that gift of righteousness, shall reign in life. Who shall reign in life? They, right? They which receive the abundance of grace, they which receive the gift of righteousness, shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Because of what Jesus did at Calvary for you and me and because of the authority that he has given us, we shall now reign in this life. Who shall we reign over? Death, the devil, Satan, Adam's sin. Amen. We have been forgiven. We have been lifted up into the heavenly places. We have become sons of God and now we reign as kings. Amen. Kings and priests and joint heirs with Christ Jesus, the scriptures tell us. We've been given a divine nature. We have become more than a conqueror now because of what Jesus did for us. We have received the gift of righteousness. Amen. And to the degree that you begin to believe that is to the degree that you will begin to receive answered prayer. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. You need to put your faith in God that he made you righteous by Jesus. Did he do it 50%? No, he did it 100%. Everything he did for Jesus and lifting him up from that grave, he did it for you and that was 100%. I'm talking about spiritual. Now what I'm doing tonight is preaching you about this and preaching the word to you and it is renewing your mind and it is developing a state of mind in you to where you will begin to recognize that you are righteous and then you will become righteous minded. Amen? And to the degree that you're righteous minded is to the degree that you'll have faith that you have a big ear there with the Father. Amen? That the Father hears you. The Father hears his sons, doesn't he? Amen. Glory to God. To the degree that you believe that the Father up there is hearing you because you are his righteous son is to the degree that you'll have answered prayer. According to your faith, be it unto you. Who said that? Jesus. According to your faith, go thy way after he heals someone. Thy faith has healed thee. Everything that you receive from God is by faith. See?
So you have to have faith in the fact that you have a listening ear with the Father. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much, the Scriptures told us. Again, in 1 Peter 3, 12, don't turn to it, but for the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers, see? His ears are open unto their prayers, amen. Now, if there was one more Scripture I could turn, on to you, turn you on to, number four, would be in 2 Corinthians 5, 21. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. If this one here doesn't prove to you by the word of God that you are the righteousness of God in faith, nothing will. But there's a whole Bible full of scriptures about that. The whole Bible prophesies his righteousness before Jesus. And then when Jesus gets here, Paul's whole theme all the way through the epistles is righteousness. Righteousness. That salvation brings righteousness. That if you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For a man believeth unto righteousness. Amen. For a man believeth unto righteousness. Let me hear you say that. For a man believeth unto righteousness. That's Romans 10, 9 and 10 if you ever want to write it down. But in 2 Corinthians 5, verse number 21, it says, For he hath made him. Who made him? For God hath made Jesus to be sin for us. Boy, you could be in kindergarten and understand that, couldn't you? For God hath made Jesus to be sin for us who knew no sin. Jesus knew no sin. That we might be made. Let me hear you say that. That we might be made. That's past tense. Made is past tense. Make is present tense, right? Huh? Made is past tense. That we might be made, what? The righteousness of God. In ourselves. In him, in Jesus, in Jesus. Because of his resurrection, we were in that resurrection because he was made sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The righteousness of God in Christ Jesus is the object of redemption. The whole object of redemption is that man was going along in Adam's sin, could not get to God, could not be righteousness, had no fellowship with God. And then God needed that man needed to become right with him. Man was wrong with God, amen? He sent Jesus so that man could become right with God. And when you became right with God, you became righteous. Spiritually, amen? You became righteous. Now we're developing a righteous mind. So that you will begin to have faith that your prayers are answered because righteousness brings answered prayer. Amen? Let me hear you say that. Righteousness brings answered prayer. We need to begin to see ourselves as God sees us. Did you know if you could see yourself as God sees you, you would be looking at yourself as 100% saved, as 100% righteous, and then God would look down and say, Get in the Word, brother. Get in the Word. Renew your mind. 
He says the same thing that Paul says. God says the same thing that the apostles say. God's saying the same thing that I'm saying because I'm preaching to you the Word. And this is the mind of Christ here. And if you'll begin to program your mind with that Word and begin to see yourself as this Word says you are, brother, you'll have so much faith in God and that He does answer prayer that you'll pray to Him and that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man will avail much. Amen. It avails much because you see yourself as God sees you. Amen. We need to begin to look, uh, stop looking at one another as Satan sees us. Amen. We need to begin to take that sin consciousness and put it underfoot in the name of Jesus and quit seeing ourselves as weak people, as unworthy people. Amen. We need to begin to see ourselves as God sees us. God saw us so worthy that he sent Jesus to die for our sins. Amen. Praise the living God. And the only thing that makes us worthy, let me add, is the blood of Jesus Christ. And because of the fact that he came and died and lifted us up into the heavenly places and made us a son of God. Amen? Praise the Lord. Begin to see yourself as having an ear with the Father. See yourself as we are seen in the Word. The sonship. The sonship of Jesus Christ which you have taken on in becoming a son of God would be worthless to you if you didn't have righteousness. You have to be right with God. If you're not right with your earthly daddy, sonship don't do much at all, does it? Huh? Your daddy's going to keep being good to you more than likely. But the more right you treat your dad, the more worth sonship is going to have to it. Amen? And the more you're right with your dad and the more you trust with your earthly dad is the more that you know that you're going to be able to go up to him and ask him for something and receive. Amen? Some of us probably have dads good enough no matter what we'd do, they'd still give us stuff. You know what I mean? I have a dad like that. But I tell you, if you ain't good with your dad, your dad's going to hear you. He's got a big ear. Amen? But if you know that you're a son of God, you begin to know what kind of authority you have because you know that your dad is backing you. Amen? If you're going off down the road somewhere and going out and getting drunk every night and then call up your dad and say, Dad, I'm down here in this clunker again, what's dad going to say? Stay there? It's cool? <laughs> Praise the Lord. I tell you what. He's going to come down there and get you. And he's going to say, son, I hope you do better. And I hope you'll begin to do what I say to do. Amen? It's the same way with God. He'll come bail you out. Amen? He'll always come bail you out and bring you back into his presence. But once you get back in his presence, begin to act like a son. Amen? That's exactly what God did. Boy, we got in a terrible jail, didn't we? But he came and bailed us out, and now he wants us to begin to act like a son. Amen? And he wants us to begin to take the authority that we have as a son of God, and he wants us to live close to him and begin to act like a son and to begin to go out and do works of a son. Amen? Anybody can run off and get drunk. Anybody can run off and be a coward. Anybody can run off and act unworthy. Anybody can run off and, and, and do wrong. Anybody can go down the creek with all the rest of the trash and garbage. Amen. But it takes a strong person to stand by the Father and say, I'm going to do what the Father wants me to do in the name of Jesus. Amen.
I'm going to walk in the Word. And I know when I walk in the Word and when I begin to act like a, like a son of God, I know that my Father's going to be right there backing me up all the time, man. You know what I mean? And I know that I'm going to have all the power and all the ability of the Father because He's given it to me. Amen? Praise the living God. We've got to get close to the Father and close to the Word. Well, let's look at this sonship a little bit. Turn with me back to Romans chapter 8, if you would. Romans 8. Romans 8, verse number 10. said, If, if Christ be in you, the body is dead. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. Amen? But if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also make alive or quicken your mortal flesh, your mortal bodies, by his Spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you through the Spirit do mortify or put to death the deeds of the body, you shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God... Are what? They are sons of God. See, we're sons of God, my brothers. We are sons of the living God. And if you're a son of the living God, you need to stay close to your father. Amen? If you're a son of God, and you are, and you have been made the righteousness of God in Christ, now you need to snuggle right up against your father and say, Father, what do you want me to do? I'm your son, and I'm going to act like a son. I'm not going to act like a bastard anymore, amen? I'm going to act like a son. I'm not going to act like a coward going for all the garbage and the drunkenness of the world. I'm going to pull right up beside of you, Father, and I'm going to get into your word, and I'm going to begin to develop my mind to what you want me to do because of what you did for me, amen? Say, Lord, you brought me into this world just like your earthly father brought you into the world, amen? Your earthly father and your mother brought you into the world just like... The Father gave you the newness of life in Christ Jesus. Now you need to get up close to him and say, Father, what do you want me to do? I'm tired of being rebellious. I'm tired of doing my own thing. I'm tired of going my own way. You've brought me out of that old garbage life and gave me a new life. Now, Lord, I want to develop my mind to your word, and I want to know what you want me to do, Father. Amen? You're a son of God. Now, look here over in... Uh, uh, Chapter, uh, same chapter, Romans 8, verse number 29. It says, For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son. This is talking about you. For whom he did foreknow, he did also predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. You're that brethren there. Jesus was the firstborn to come out of that grave. You know, before Jesus arose from the dead, he was called the only begotten of the Father. Amen? He was called the only begotten of the Father. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son. Amen? The only begotten Son. But now, he says here, he calls him the firstborn. After the resurrection, Jesus is never called the only begotten of the Father. He's called the firstborn from the dead. And he was raised from the dead. And because he was raised from the dead, 
Because he was conformed to the image of the, his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Who are the brethren there? He was the firstborn among many brethren. Now you are one of the brethren. You are maybe, you're not the secondborn. Boy, they started coming quick after the day of Pentecost there, didn't he? 3,000, 5,000. But you got a number there somewhere, amen? You have rose from the dead now, amen? And now you're being conformed into the image of his son. You are being conformed into the image of his son. As you snuggle up close to the Father, and as you begin to develop your mind into the word of God, you begin to be conformed not only spiritually into the Son of God, but you're also being developed mentally into the Son of God. And your actions are taking on Son's actions. Amen? Praise the living God. That Spirit is flowing through you. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. What does that word justified mean? Made righteous. Now this is what God did for you. He predestinated you, he called you, he justified you, and also he glorified you. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Amen? God lifted us up into the heavenly places, and if he be for us, and if we're snuggled up to the heavenly Father, the creator of the entire universe, and if we have put on his righteousness, which we have, and become his son, and now living in his word, who can be against us? You tell me that. Huh? Nobody. Nobody can be against us. Look at this. It says, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Did you know when he delivered Jesus up, he also freely gave us all things with him? Amen. He gave us his righteousness. Amen. Praise the Lord. He made us a son of God. Glory. Now that's something to get excited about. It says, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Nobody, no demon from hell, no temptation, no uh, evil imagination coming at you. Nobody can lay anything to God's elect. Amen? Did you know that you're God's elect? Yes, Israel is God's elect, but you have been now bled into the vine. Amen? And you have become part of God's elect. You are God's elect, and nobody can lay anything charge to God's elect. Amen? If the devil tries to come and put any kind of fear, condemnation, inferiority, or anything on you, don't go for it. Amen? Because if God be for you, nobody can be against you. Because God justified. It's God that justified and made us righteous. Amen? That word justified means what again? Righteousness. It's the same Greek word, just as if you had never sinned. When the devil comes up and tries to tell you you're a dirty, no good sinner, you say, hey, I believe in Jesus Christ. I arose from the dead with Jesus. I'm one of the many brethren that came up out of that grave with Jesus. Amen? I am God's elect. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, and nobody's going to lay charge anything to me because God justified me and made me righteous. Amen? It's God that justifies. Amen? 
Praise the Lord. And when you begin to walk in faith and that you're justified and made righteous, boy, you know the Father has a big ear because you're right up there snuggled up beside him, right? Praise the Lord. You got faith in him. You got faith in his word. And he's saying, hey, pray, man. Just begin to pray the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. And I just made you righteous in Jesus. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And you say, is that right? He says, yeah, that's right. Just start praying now. Well, I believe I believe that. Yeah, see, so you begin to develop your mind to think that you're righteous and that you're a son of God and that you have the heavenly Father to just ask and you shall receive. Amen? But you've got to ask in faith, not wavering, not doubting. Amen? That's why you have to develop faith, see? You have to develop faith. Developing faith in your heart or in your soul or in your mind. Amen? Developing faith, taking on the will of God. This goes on to say, you can shout if you want here in a minute. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Did you know, God, we only don't have a listening ear with the Father by our prayers and by us praying unto God and by our effectual fervent prayer of us being that righteous man availing much, but we also have Jesus up there interceding for us and with us saying, that's right, Dad, that's right, praise the Lord, that's right, Father. That's my righteous people down there. Amen. He's up there interceding for us as the great high priest. Amen. Glory to Jesus Christ. Boy, we got that devil beat twice there, hadn't we? We got him beat and Jesus got him beat. The firstborn of many deads got him beat and all of us that came after him has him beat because we followed him in his death, burial, and resurrection, right? We laid down our life for him. We denied ourselves and took up the cross and followed him. Amen following him is believing in him and believing what he did for you and putting your faith in that goes on to say here who shall separate us from the love of Christ shall tribulation let me hear you say no, no. or distress no. or persecution no. or famine no. or nakedness no. or pearl no. now you can do better than that or sword Amen. Praise the Lord. As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as a sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are... Let's say it. For in all these things we are more than conquerors. Amen. We are conquerors because Jesus came up out of that grave. For I am persuaded, read with me, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor heights, nor depths, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. Are you persuaded of that? I am persuaded that nothing shall be able to separate me from my Father because I am spiritually made righteous and now I'm snugged up to Him and His Word. Amen? And I'm listening to him. And anything he says, I do. Amen? Anything he says, I do. See, I'm a doer of righteousness. Amen? John says in 1 John 2 that we're to become a doer of righteousness. We're a doer of the word and not a hearer only. Amen? We have been made a son. We have been made the righteousness of God in Christ. Now we need to snuggle up and begin to get in his word and do what he says to do. I tell you, he's got big ears. In Revelations... Chapter 1. Revelations chapter 1. Turn to it. This is going to frail you here. Going to frail you. In Revelations chapter 1, 
Verse number 5, Revelations 1, 5. It says, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the prince of the king, kings of the earth. Who are the kings of the earth? Us. That's us. He's the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that what loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. He did that for us, didn't he? That's us he's talking about. It says, and hath made us, what? Kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Did you know that's to us be dominion forever also? He gave us dominion and rule over this earth as sons of God. Amen? And no demon from hell, no principality, no power or nothing is going to take that away from us. And God hath made us. Let me hear you say that. And God hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. Praise the living God. If you would, turn with me over to 1 Peter. Back it up a little bit here. 1 Peter. 1 Peter. That's in the back of the Bible. 1 Peter. Chapter 2, verse number 9, says, But you are a chosen generation. Is that you? You're a chosen generation. Remember, we heard just a minute ago that we were called, chosen of God, justified by God, glorified by God, predestinated by God. Now we're a chosen generation. Let me hear you read this with me. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people. Are you peculiar? Yeah. Praise the Lord. A peculiar people. I tell you what, we're so peculiar from this world. I tell you what, the world comes over and begins to listen to someone talk like we're talking tonight. Boy, they become peculiar. Amen? And the more you get into the Word and begin to walk like God says you are and who God says you are, you're going to become pretty peculiar. You know what I mean? Glory to God. We're a peculiar people. Chosen, royal, holy, and peculiar that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of where? Darkness into his marvelous light. That's exactly what Jesus did. He went down into darkness. He raised us up out of that. He set us in the heavenly places and he set us in his light, which is his righteousness. Amen. We have taken on the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. There were six there are six areas that righteousness restores. Six areas. You might want to write this down that righteousness restores. In other words, we were lost, dead in our sins, amen, and we needed to be restored. Well, when we were restored and lifted up out of that grave by the king of righteousness, amen, and when we were set up into the heavenly places, there were some things that got restored with our heavenly father. And we need to know this. If we're going to know that he's going to answer our prayers, we got to know that we're talking to somebody that's hearing us, Amen. You just can't be talking into the wind. you got to know that you got a relationship with God and that you have a listening ear with him. Well, number one, he restored our right standing with him. Amen? We had a wrong standing with God. He restores our standing, number one. We had a wrong standing. Now we have a right standing because of the blood of Jesus. Number two, he restored our fellowship. At one time, we didn't have any fellowship with the Father. How many remember that time? Huh? Didn't have any fellowship with the Father. Boy, I sure did have fellowship with the devil. 
Amen? And you did too. Didn't have no fellowship with the Father. But he restores our fellowship with the Father through the blood of Jesus Christ. The Word of God tells us this. It's over in 1 John 7, but don't, uh, 1, 7, it says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. Amen? Because we are in the light now. We are children of that light. Number three, he restored our faith. Boy, I used to not have any faith in God and that God could do nothing. Amen? We're walking in doubt. Didn't have faith in God's Son. Amen? But he restored my faith. I was walking in doubt. I was walking in disbelief. And then I began to believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ and I got saved. Amen? And he restored my faith in him. And the only way that I'm going to have a listening ear with the Father is to have faith that he's going to hear me. Amen? Faith. Faith brings forth answered prayer. Our, our standing, our fellowship, our faith. Number four, our peace. We didn't have peace when we were in the world, did we? No peace. But now we have peace with God. Number five, we used to be in bondage, didn't we? Now we're in freedom. He restored our freedom. I was in bondage to the ways of the world and to the devil. My face showed it. My actions showed it. And I was in bondage to what that devil wanted me to do. But when Jesus came and defeated the works of the devil, which he was manifest to do, he freed me, man, because I knew the truth that he did and he set me free. Amen. You shall know the truth. The truth shall set you free. Amen. And if you continue in my word, you shall be free indeed. Amen. Because you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. When you know the truth that you are the righteousness of God in Christ, it sets you free. Amen? And you begin to have faith that the Father hears everything that is said. It gives you back your sonship. But as many as receive him, to them gave he power to become sons of God. Amen? We became sons of the living God. Praise the Lord. That's the six things that righteousness restored. Let me give you a definition of righteousness again, if you want to write it down or if you didn't hear it here the other night. A very short definition of righteousness is right standing with God. Let me hear you say that. Right standing with God. We had a wrong standing, now we have a right standing. That's righteousness. He made us a son of God. Another definition is this. Righteousness is the ability. Listen to this. Righteousness is the ability to stand in the presence of Father God without any sense of condemnation, without any sense of fear, without any sense of inferiority, or without any sense of guilt. Righteousness is the ability to stand in the presence of God without any sense of condemnation. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus because we're free. Amen. There's therefore now no guilt or condemnation. There is no inferiority because we don't have to be a little weak, namby-pamby, nothing, sinner saved by grace anymore. Amen. We're the righteousness of God in Christ and we're not inferior to anything. Amen. Especially the things of the devil. Praise God. Amen. Because we're a son of God. We have no fear anymore because fear has no part in our heart. Amen. Therefore, the Lord has not given us the spirit of fear but the spirit of power and of love, and of a sound mind. Amen? 
We're not inferior anymore. We have no fear. We have no condemnation. We have no guilt because the Father came to set us free from all that stuff. Amen? Listen to this. To the degree, the Lord spoke to me and he said, Charles, he says, to the degree that we develop our faith, listen to this, to the degree that we develop our faith that we are the righteousness of God in Christ because of his death, burial, and resurrection is to the degree that we will have answered to prayer, answers to prayer. To the degree that we develop our mind and our faith and our heart that we are the righteousness of God in Christ and a son of God to the degree that we'll have answers to prayer. Psalms 37, 4, don't turn to it, but you can write it down. It says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Amen? When we begin to delight ourselves in the things of God and in the word of God, and when we begin to develop our faith in the, the fact that we are the righteousness of God in Christ, that we are a son of God, that we do have peace with God, that we are the temple of God, that we are a king and a priest and a joint heir with Christ, amen, that we are a child of the light now in Christ. When we begin to develop our thinking like that, that's when we begin to develop our faith that we are that righteousness. And then to the degree that we do that, we will have answers to prayer, amen? Praise the Lord. That's faith, brother, that's faith. Turn with me over to 1 John. I want to read some 1 John scriptures to you real quick here. 1 John 3, chapter, verse number 21. 1 John 3, 21. Write this down. Beloved, if our heart condemns us not, then have we confidence towards God. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence towards God. You have confidence towards God if you don't let the devil come in and condemn you. Amen? And the devil will try to come in and condemn your heart. Your heart is your soul. Your heart is part of your mind. Your heart is part of your will. He'll try to come in and he'll try to put all kinds of thoughts in your mind and try to condemn you so that you won't have any confidence in what is taking place with you spiritually as a new creation in Christ Jesus. Do you see that? And the minute he can come in and condemn you, that's the minute you begin to get weak and doubtful that God even hears your prayer anymore. But if you have confidence, if you have confidence, it says here, if your heart condemn you not, then we have confidence towards God. We need confidence towards God. In 1 John 5, 4 and 5, it says, For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. That's us, amen? We've been born of God. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Our faith overcomes the world. Our faith in what? Our faith in Jesus' victory. Amen? Our faith overcomes the condemnation and the fear and the guilt that the devil would try to put on you. And it says, Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. If we have faith and believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he gave you the victory because you're now born of him. Amen? You're born of him. You've been made the righteousness of God in Christ. You've been made a son of the living God. 
Okay, look with me in the same chapter, verse 14. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. If you ask anything according to his word. Did you know there's enough right here in the word of God that is his will? If you'll begin to wake up to everything in here that is yours, did you know that's all you'll ever need? The word is his will, amen? And if you'll begin to wake up to the, to, the, to the things that you have offered to you in this word here, to the goodness, to the riches, to the blessings of this word, you'll never need anything else. And if you just begin to pray according to his word, you can have confidence that he's going to give you anything that's in here. Amen? Anything. Listen to this. And if we know that he hears us, See, you've got to know that God hears you. You've got to know that you're righteous, that you're a son of God, and that you're snuggled up against the Heavenly Father that hears every prayer that you pray, amen? You've got to have confidence. You've got to have faith. You've got to know that he hears us. And whatsoever, let me hear you say that, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desired of him. Do you have any desires? Delight yourself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Amen? As you snuggle up to him and know and have confidence and have faith that you have the victory, that you are the righteousness of God, that you are a son of God, then your prayers will begin to avail much because the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Amen? And what makes you that righteousness of God in Christ Jesus is the resurrection. It was given to you as a free gift. You became spiritually righteous. Now you need to begin to develop that in your mind. Amen? And when you begin to develop in, that, in your mind, you know what you begin to do? You begin to jump and shout and tell everybody about it. Amen? Because it's exciting what Jesus has done for you. Praise the living God. This goes on to say, If any man see his brother sin a sin, which is not unto death, he shall ask, and he shall give him life for him. Shall give him life for him. That sin, uh, let me start that over. If any man see his brother sin a sin, which is not unto death, he shall ask, and he shall give him life for them. That sin, not unto death. There is a sin unto death, and I do not say that he shall pray for it. You know, when you begin to walk in knowing who you are and the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, a sinner will come into your presence and he either has to get saved and healed or get out of your presence. Praise the Lord. That's the fruits of righteousness coming forth from your life. And I guarantee you, if you begin to walk in that kind of power and that kind of knowledge, a sinner will come into your presence and he will have to get healed or he'll have to get sinned or get out of your presence. Praise the Lord. Begin to develop that knowledge. All unrighteousness is sin, my brothers. And there is a sin not unto death. We know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not. But he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, and that wicked one toucheth him not. Amen? Because we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We're a son of God. We have faith and confidence that that devil is underneath our feet. It says, and we know that we are of God, and the whole world lieth in wickedness. Amen. See, we're peculiar. We're holy. Amen. We're that holy nation. We're that peculiar people. The whole world lies in wickedness, but we know that we're born of God and that we're a son of God. Amen. 
Praise the living God. And we know that the Son of God is come and hath given us an understanding. You know, you're getting an understanding of who you are in Christ Jesus. You're getting an understanding that you're a king and a priest and a son of God and that you have power and a listening ear with the Father. You're getting understanding. Listen to that. He has given us an understanding that we may know him that is true. We're snuggled up against him. We know his word. We know him that is true. We know what he did for us. We know who we are. We know what we can do because of who we are. Amen. Because we have our Father and Jesus Christ interceding for us and backing everything we say because we're a soldier of God's army. Amen. Praise the living God. We know him that is true, and we are in him that is true. We're in his death, in his burial, in his resurrection, and we're up in the heavenly places, amen? Even in his son, Jesus Christ, this is the true God and eternal life, being in Christ, amen? Being in his life, being in his righteousness, being in his blessings, amen? Glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. I love him. How about you? Do you love him? Praise the living God. So remember... And 1 Peter again, back up 1 Peter there. 1 Peter 3.12 says, For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. For the eyes of the Lord, read this with me, For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. Amen? He hears the prayers of a righteous man, my brother. Turn with me, if you would, over to Hebrews 4.16. Hebrews 4.16. Hebrews 4, verse number 16. We have to also remember, and let me hear you say it, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much, see? The effectual prayer of a righteous man. We've got to realize how righteous we become because of salvation. We took on Jesus' righteousness. We took on his life. He became sick for us that we might become healed. Amen? He became sin for us that we might be not a sinner anymore. He became unrighteousness for us so that we could become righteous. Amen? Glory to God. And when Jesus came up out of that grave, he entered with his blood, Hebrews tells us, into the holy of holies and said, Father, this is my blood that was given for the sins of the people and that satisfied Father God. Amen? And when he entered into those heavenly holy of holies with his blood, did you know that we were right there with him? Amen. We were lifted up into the heavenly places with him. And because of his blood, he took us into the Father's presence. Amen? And that's what gave us that listening ear. Because we are like him. That's what gives us that listening ear. He put us back in right standing. In this scripture here, in verse 16 of Hebrews 4, it says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. Come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We need to come boldly to the throne of God now because Jesus got us right with the Father. I just want to read some scriptures here. If you want to mark these down, I'll read them to you real quick. But I just want to read some scriptures here. Uh, from the Bible, 
that the Lord gave me. It says in Job 36, 7, if you want to write that down, He withdraweth not his eyes from the righteous, but with kings are they on the throne. In other words, the righteous are his kings on the throne. This is Job 36, 7. Yea, he doth establish them forever, and they are exalted. That's the righteous, my brothers. Psalms 34, 15. Write this down. You can read it when you get home. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their cry. Boy, I bet Peter was reading the Psalms when he wrote that down. That's Psalms 34, 15. I might have said Proverbs. Psalms 37, 25. Listen to this. I have been young and now am old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. Psalms 92, 12. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Boy, that's good, isn't it? You're flourishing tonight, my brothers. Isaiah three ten. Say ye to the righteous that it shall be well with them, for they shall eat the fruit of their doings. Hallelujah. Did you know we're going to eat the fruits of righteousness? I don't know about you, but my doings are going to be righteous. Amen. And I'm going to be eating of those fruits. Amen. Glory to the living God. In Matthew 13, 43, listen to this. This is really going to bless you. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Hallelujah. Shine forth, it says, shall shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Hear this message tonight if you have ears to hear. All of you have ears, but have you heard it? It takes the righteous man. Being righteous brings forth answers to prayer. Praise the living God. And unless we begin to take our place as sons of God, as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and if we don't take our place as sons, brother, we're not honoring the Father. But if you'll begin to take your place as sons of God and begin to be doers of righteousness, you'll be honoring the Father in everything you do. If you'll begin to speak the word and says, if God be for us, nobody can be against us, Romans 8.31. Romans 8.37, for I am more than a conqueror through Christ who strengthens me. Amen? And that's you too, my brothers. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen? And that's you, Philippians 4.13. Philippians 4:19 My God can supply all my need according to his riches in glory through Christ Jesus. Everything is through Christ because the righteousness that you have. Romans 8:1 There is therefore now no condemnation devil in the name of Jesus there's no condemnation because I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. There is no condemnation to them that walk after the spirit and I believe you're walking after the spirit tonight. Amen. Praise the living God. If you have the spirit of the living God inside of you. Ephesians 1:3 says we're blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. We need to begin to talk the word of God. Program our mind and everything that we are with the word of the living God. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Let me leave you with this thought tonight. To the degree that you begin to develop your mind to the fact 
that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus because of the death, the burial, and the resurrection is to the degree that you will begin to have faith that your prayer is going to be answered. Because you will know that you're a son of God.